In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Christ is in our midst. There's a saying in self-help programs that encourages people to, or it helps them to evaluate their choices and set goals for themselves. Uh, and it, the saying goes like this. We get what we think we deserve. We get what we think we deserve. Many times we think we get what we deserve. That is to say that we think that there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? A one-to-one connection between our choices and what we receive in reward for those choices. But that this phrase is addition of the word think. We get what we think we deserve. Changes it a little bit. It places the perception of what we deserve in our own hands. It makes us the masters of our own destiny. The concept of getting what we think, of getting what we think we deserve, is fairly simple. If you aim big, you get big, right? If you want good things, then you'll have the motivation to get those good things. But there's a problem with this mindset. The problem comes when what we think we deserve is less than what we actually deserve. When what we think we deserve is less than what we actually deserve. What if we set our expectations so low that we never reach our full potential or never realize how accessible goodness and fulfillment and belonging are? That we never realize how deeply God loves us and knows us, even from our mother's womb. The truth is that we've been blocked from the simple but transformative message that we are worthy of goodness. Too many people have been told their whole lives that they should expect, that all they should expect and hope for is to work and struggle, exhaustion, emotional scarcity, and that they're inherently evil and need to work harder to overcome the badness inside of them. Brothers and sisters, that is not the truth. That is not the truth. God created you and saw that you were good. God created everything in the world and saw that it is good. Goodness is baked into the fabric of our very existence. But often, we don't lift our eyes high enough to recognize that. What we think we deserve is less than what we actually do deserve. In today's gospel reading, we hear the story of the prodigal son. He, the youngest of two sons, thought he deserved independence, separation from his father and family responsibility. So he went to his father, he asked for his inheritance, and he received it. He got what he thought he deserved. But as we know, This son went his merry way, partying, gambling, destroying his life and his very soul, until one day, sitting in the middle of farm animals, he realized something. He said to himself, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. He didn't say that to mean that he was blaming other people for his life circumstance, but that he finally realized The gospel says that he came to himself. He had lost himself in his journeys. And he came to himself 
and realized that he was worthy of a better life, a life full of peace, patience, joy, kindness, goodness, and belonging. So he gathered the courage to return home and ask his father for forgiveness. This story is so beautiful and so comforting to me. And one, of the, one image that I've found even more helpful in understanding this parable comes from the classic 90s Disney movie, The Lion King. The Lion King was my favorite movie as a child. And it still is, I think. As you, if you don't know, or if you need a refresher, Simba, the main character, is a young lion who left his community after being lied to. And he goes off and lives his life in kind of a bachelor style, uh, full of laziness, kind of not knowing where his next meal's going to come from, uh, with, so, with some pals along the way, but they aren't very organized of a group or have much of a purpose. They have no goal. They have no direction in life. They kind of just take it as it comes, right? But Simba, he comes to realize that he's missing something in his life and that he was destined and, and deserved something more, something better. But Simba struggles to accept the responsibility, the difficulty of going home, of facing a difficult reconciliation. And this comes, of course, to a climax when Simba has a vision of his deceased father, Mufasa, and has this beautiful exchange. Mufasa tells Simba, Simba, remember who you are. You are more than what you have become. He reminds Simba that not only is Simba important, but that he has a place at his home, and he deserves a life of meaning and belonging. Simba does not have to live the way he has been, full of need, uncertainty, unfulfillment, But in addition to reassuring him, Mufasa also challenges Simba. He challenges him to remember that he's destined for greatness. And up until that point, he hadn't reached it. Simba got what he thought he deserved, but what he actually deserved was greater than what he thought he did. You are more than what you have become. These words from Mufasa are less of a condemnation and more of an inspiration for a goodness, an untapped goodness that he can share in. And so Simba replies, how can I go back? He says, I'm not who I used to be. That is to say, I've lived my life, I've changed, I've kind of lost my way. I've lost my right to these blessings that you're talking about, and I don't deserve them. And Mufasa replies with this beautiful, beautiful phrase, remember who you are. You are my son. You're not identified by your choices or your need or your own self-pity, but your identity is in your relationship. He tells Simba, you are my son and I love you. It doesn't matter who you think you are, where you've been or what you've done. You are my son my beloved child who deserves so much more than you've resigned yourself to. And as we know the story goes, Simba then remembers and he feels in himself his own inherent value and his goodness, and he returns to accomplish what he needs to do in the rest of the story. Now I think we can see the parallels between the prodigal son 
and Simba. We are the prodigal. We also are Simba. We live our lives and we make all kinds of choices. But no matter where those choices took us or whatever way we've rejected the gift of sonship from our Heavenly Father, we will always have a home and a place with God. You get what you think you deserve. What do we think we deserve? Do we deserve pain and struggle, hunger, emotional barrenness? Or do we realize that we are worthy of a seat at God's table? We must come to ourselves like the prodigal did in that animal farm. We must come to ourselves and we have to realize the worthiness, our own worthiness of love and belonging. Yes, part of the process does require us to acknowledge our choices, our actions, and our rejection. But then, immediately, we let those things go. We come to Christ and we lay at his feet our fears, our sorrow, our regret, every burden that we have, and he lifts up our burden. He lifts us up and he clothes us with the garments of sonship. And he welcomes us into the heavenly banquet. You are more than what you have become. It doesn't matter what you've done until now, but beginning today, we commit ourselves and our whole lives to Christ our God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.